Deuteronomy 30, in verse 19. We're going to continue to talk about the blessing this morning, and uh, we're excited about it. Deuteronomy 30, and we're going to start there, and we're going to continue preaching about the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. So uh, we encourage you guys to respond today. We encourage you to say amen. We encourage you to take notes. We encourage you to be lively. We know you've been at home for two months. And so the, the more you encourage me, the more you respond, the more you say amen, the better I'm going to preach and the better the service is going to go. Um, so we're excited today to preach part two. We're going to build on the foundation of what we shared about last week about the blessing. And we're going to start in Deuteronomy 30 in verse 19. In the New Living Translation, it says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants may live. So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Choosing the Blessing. Choosing the Blessing. Now, I want to do a quick recap of what we talked about last week to kind of give us a foundation of where we're going today. But we talked about last week the blessing of the Lord, or what is the blessing of the Lord. I have another verse I want to read to you before we get started, but Proverbs, um, I think it's 10 and verse 22 in the message. This is what it says about the blessing. God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. Notice that God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we can do can improve on God. So we're going to talk today again about the blessing and choosing the blessing. But what is the blessing? The blessing is not a lucky charm. The blessing is not a a rabbit's foot. The blessing is not just something that you say to people when they sneeze. No, the blessing is God's empowerment to succeed and prosper in this life. It is something that God blessed Adam and Eve with, and he he blessed Noah with, and he blessed Abraham with, and Isaac, and Jacob, and he blessed Joseph with this, and David, and Solomon, and all these men in the Old Testament. And, of course, ultimately it was fulfilled in Jesus that the blessing of God would come upon all of us. And in Jesus, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And because of Jesus, everyone on this earth can receive the blessing of God because of what he has done. Because he has went to the cross and he has paid the price for sin. And he has redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of God would come upon us. And it's not just for the nation of Israel now. It's not just for a certain people group. It is for all of us because of what Jesus did. And so the blessing of God is upon us in this life. How many know you don't need it in the next life? You have no enemies in heaven. You have no obstacles in heaven. You need the blessing right now is when you need it. And this blessing is, notice, God's empowerment and God's presence on your life to succeed and prosper in this life. Now, when we say that, a lot of times you're automatically going to money. Now, money's a part of it, but that's not the only part of it. Money is just one little part of your life, and you know that. When God talks about the blessing and he talks about you being empowered to succeed and being empowered to prosper, he's talking about a total life blessing, a total life prosperity, a total life success. Kind of like what we talked about last week in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about 
your entire life. When it reads the blessing, it talks about your family. It talks about your body. It talks about your mind. It talks about your future, your work, your peace, your joy. It talks about everything that pertains to you that God wants to bless you. And the blessing of God is God's empowerment to succeed and prosper in this life. But once again, it's not just money. It's not just money. It's not just one area. Like I said, you could have all the money in the world and not have health, and you're not blessed. You could have great health, but your kids are going the wrong direction, and you're not blessed. You could love God and hate what you do for your job and, and not be happy in, at your work and not successful, and you're not blessed. No, no, God wants to bless you in every area of your life. God wants to give you the blessing in every area, and it's God's empowerment to succeed and prosper in this life. And it's for you. It's God's will that we are blessed. Anybody agree with that this morning? It's God's will that we are blessed. God went through a lot by sending his son that the blessing of God would come upon us. Spirit, soul, and body. Pertaining to everything in our life, the blessing of the Lord. But today I want to take the next step and we want to talk today about choosing the blessing. We're going to read this passage again out of Deuteronomy 30. This is a few chapters after Moses read the blessing to God's people. But notice what he says in this passage, and we're going to read it in a second. He says time after time again that God sets before all of us the choice to choose the blessing. To choose life. And it's not God's choice, and it's not God's fault if we don't walk in it. God says, I'm setting before you the choice that you can make for your life, blessing or cursing, life or death. But it's your choice to follow God's ways and God's blessing for your life. So today we're going to talk about choosing the blessing. So let's read Deuteronomy 30. And I'm going to jump back to verse 15 in the New Living because this whole passage talks about this. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 15. Now, notice the heart of God. God is speaking through Moses to speak to his people. And notice the urgency and the warning that he's giving his people. He says, now listen. Today, I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you to this day to love the Lord your God, to keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. Notice if you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you're about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed, and you will not live a long, good life in the land you're crossing the Jordan to occupy. Now, let's stop right there before we read verse 19. Notice God's warning to his people, and that, that's not just for them. That's for us. Come on now, somebody. That's not just for, for these people. It's for us. And God is warning us as his people, and he's saying, listen. Pay attention to me. If you choose life, if you choose blessing, if you choose to follow my ways, your life is going to go into the blessing. You're going to live long and you're going to have a good life and you're going to fulfill what I've called you to do. 
But if you don't listen, if you choose death, if you choose cursing, you choose. That's your choice. I don't want you to choose that. But if you choose that, then you're going to go into the land and you're going to be destroyed. And you're not going to live a long life. And you're not going to have the blessing of God on your life. But it's going to be your choice. Are you hearing me today? I want to make that super clear today because there's a lot of wrong teaching, especially in the church, but even in the world in general, that that everything that happens to you is God's fault. And everything that happens to you is God's mysterious plan. So if, if you fail, it's God's will. If you succeed, it's God's will. If you're blessed, it's God's will. If you're cursed, it's God's will. If you get sick, it's God's will. If you get healed, it's God's will. No, he said you choose. Now, I'm fully aware there are things that attack you in your life that you didn't choose. But that still does not deny the fact there is a lot of things in your life that you do choose. And usually most of the people that their lives are going the wrong direction is not God's fault. And it's not even the enemy's fault. It's their own choices. Oh, you want to go back home now? You want me on live stream or you want me in person? And then they blame it on God. But God said today, you choose. Blessing or cursing. Life or death. Prosperity or or disaster. And he said, listen to me. Because if you don't listen to me, I'm not going to be the one cursing you and destroying you. Your own choices will do that. So some people read that verse we just read like God's threatening threatening their life and like, hey, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to destroy you. That's not the tone of God. That's not even what he's saying. He's saying this is what's going to happen to you if you don't listen. Because God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful, and he knows if you don't listen to what I'm saying and go the way I'm telling you to go, your own choices are going to destroy you. And it's going to end into disaster and curses for your life. But notice in verse 19, let's keep going here. It says, notice today, he repeats himself, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call heaven and earth to witness to the choice you make. Notice what he says next. Oh, that you would choose life. It's an open book test. God says, I'm giving you this choice. Choose life. Choose blessing. Choose my way. Please do it. But I can't make you because you have your own free will. But choose life. And notice why. That you and your descendants or your children. Or you could say, not just your children, but anyone connected to you because it's not just about you, this blessing. God just want, he wants to bless you, but he wants to bless everyone who's connected to you. And when you make the choice to go your own way, it's not just affecting you. It's affecting your kids and your grandkids. It's affecting your other relatives. It's affecting your friends. It's not a personal decision. No, your choices are affecting your church family. No, this, this is not, uh, oh, this is my private personal life. No, it's not. You don't have one. Because your choices are affecting not just you, but everyone connected to you. And that's why he says here, I've given you this choice between life and death, blessing and cursing, that you would choose life. Notice that 
Not just that you would live, but your descendants might live. Next verse. And notice he says, you can make this choice. Look at the confidence in God. No, you can make this choice. He says, you can make this choice, notice, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying him, by committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land. I swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isn't that good so far today? So we're talking today about choosing the blessing. Choosing the blessing. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's not just a one-time choice at an altar when you get saved and you give your life to Jesus. That's just the first step. It's not just a yearly decision, a monthly decision. It's a daily decision to choose life, to choose blessing, to choose God's will, to choose God's way, to choose the blessing for your life. So how do we choose? How do we choose? Well, last week we talked about the first step is speaking the blessing. We got to speak the blessing. But how many know that's only one part of it? By you speaking the blessing is you choosing the blessing, but it's also your actions choose the blessing. We realize that faith is not just in our heart and in our words, but faith is in our actions. It says in the book of James that faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. So our choice, listen to me, is proven by our actions. So how do we choose? Our choice is proven by our actions. So we could come to church every day and say, God, I choose you. But what you do Monday through Saturday is what you really choose. So I'm giving you the the second part of last week's message because it's not just the first part speaking it. You start there, but you got to bring on some action, some faith that corresponds with the words that you just said. And that is a choice to make daily to choose the blessing of God. Because in this passage here, it says, how do we choose? It says we choose... If we're going to be honest to what the scripture says, it says that the way that we choose is by listening to the voice of God and walking in his ways. So God says here, the way I know that you chose what I'm talking about is if you listen to me and you walk in my ways, not by just your confessions you make. Come on now, somebody. So we have to choose the blessing of God in our life, and it's a daily choice. We have to choose God's blessing. We have to choose life. We have to choose this as a daily decision to walk in His ways, to listen to His voice, and to walk in the blessing of God. Yes, we need to speak it over our life. Yes, we need to speak it over our family, but then we need to choose to walk it out. But notice once again, He says, today I give you the choice between blessing and cursing, life and death, but choose life, choose blessing that you would live and your children would live. You guys getting something so far today? So here's the big question. You ready for it? 
Because I know some of you are asking because we don't live under the Old Testament anymore. We're under the New Testament. We're under grace. And you guys heard the scripture we used last week, which is true. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That the blessing of God would come upon us. And God knew that all of us would never be able to be perfect. We would never be able to keep all his commands. We would never be able to fulfill all the requirements of the law. And he knew that we would blow it because we're sinful human beings. So because of that, Jesus sent his son to die on the cross for us and redeem us from the curse that the blessing would come upon us. You follow me so far? So the question is, a lot of New Testament believers like we are that are under grace now, are asking the question, well, does that mean I still got to listen to God? Does that mean I still got to obey God? Does that still mean I need to walk in his ways? We know what that question is as old as the Bible. Because the same people who wrote the Bible, the Apostle Paul had the same question being asked to him in the New Testament. Because he would tell people that you're under grace. It's by grace alone you receive the grace of God. And a lot of these Jewish people of that day would say, well, does that mean we don't have to listen to God? Does that mean we don't have to obey the commandments of God? Does that mean we, de- we don't need to follow the ways of God? And he said, no, if you believe that, you have not heard the message of grace. Because actually grace is a higher standard than the law, not a lower standard than the law. And God's commandments, God's ways, listening to the voice of God is still relevant today for us in the New Testament, but the way we relate to it is different now. We don't do it to earn anything from God. We do it from a place of God's already earned this for us, now I live this new life. We don't do it so I will get blessed. We do it because we already are blessed. We don't do it for salvation. We do it from salvation. We don't do it to get a new life. We do it because now we have a new life in God. And actually, I obey and I listen and I walk in his ways because I choose to now, not because I have to. So this idea, well, Jesus did everything for me. Does that mean I don't need to listen? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. But the way you relate to it now is different. Because your Bible actually says when people would bring this up to the Apostle Paul or other church leaders, he would remind them, no, the law is good. The commandments are good. God's ways are good. But how you relate to them now is different. Do you realize in the Old Testament when God would give commands and laws, it was only for their benefit. If you read the Old Testament, even the laws about the food that they ate or what they wore or how they washed their hands was because no one in that day knew anything about that. And God was trying to keep his people healthy and strong and keep them away from sickness and disease. So he put those laws in place to help those people in the Old Testament when no one knew those things yet. All the laws that were in there about how to treat other people and how to live their new life, those aren't bad. Those are still good. 
It says the law and the commandments and the ways of God are still holy. They're still good. But the way we relate to them now is different. We're not doing it to earn anything from God. We're choosing by our own free will to know God's ways are always right. So I'm going to follow what he tells me to do. I'm going to listen to God because he knows better than me. And I choose to live this life by the blessing. You understand what I'm saying so far this morning? So let's go a little bit further. I know I'm saying some things here, but we need to get this. So the way we relate to it is different now in this new covenant of grace. But yes, we still should listen to God. We still should obey his voice. We still should walk in his ways. But not trying to earn something, but that's the way that we should live our new life to walk in this blessing that God has for us. And notice it's a choice. God gives us a free will choice. Life or death, blessing or cursing, you choose. So you have to choose the blessing. So I'm doing this following God, listening to God, obeying God, walking in his ways, not because I have to, because I want to. Not because I'm following some letter of the law, but God has given me the spirit of God who wrote the law and wrote the commandments and he lives on the inside of me. So he leads and guides me into all truth. So I'm not just listening to a book. I'm listening to the Spirit of God, which is going to say the same thing as the book. And how many know your life will go so much better and you will walk in the blessing of God if you listen to the voice of God, the Spirit of God on the inside of you. If you obey His voice and you walk in the ways that the Holy Spirit is telling you to take, then your life will go in the way of the blessing. But let's be very clear here. That's not works when you do that. You know what it is? It's wisdom. I'm not following God because I'm doing it out of works. I'm doing it because I know it's wisdom because he knows better than me. And I'm going to choose to listen to him. I'm going to choose to obey him. I'm going to choose to walk in his ways because in that path, in that way, is life and blessing. It's wisdom. It's not works. It's not earning it. It's wisdom to follow God. And I choose to walk in his ways. I choose to listen to his voice because I know he knows better than me. Come on, let's all admit that in here today. God knows better than you. I don't care how much you think you know about something. You don't know anything compared to God. God knows better than you. So if God tells you to do something, do it. Because you don't know what's best for your life. And the only reason he's telling you to do it is he's trying to bring you into more joy, more peace, more blessing, and more life. He wouldn't tell you to do it just to do it. There's a purpose behind it because he knows better than you. I'm not done yet. And if God tells you to not do something, it's because he knows better than you. And he's trying to keep you out of heartache, pain, suffering, and sickness and disease and everything that comes with the curse. And so if he tells you not to do something, it's because he knows better than you. And he's trying to bring you into more joy, more peace, more life, and more blessing. Are you following me today? 
So yeah, I know we received this of grace, and Christ has redeemed us from the law, and we received the blessing. But to walk this out practically every day, we still do need to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and obey His voice and walk in His ways. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Not because I'm trying to work anything and earn something from God, but I'm choosing to be a wise believer and follow the God who knows all things in my life. And there is a blessing and a reward for choosing wisdom, choosing blessing, choosing life. So once again, anytime God tells you to do something in the Bible, he knows better and it's for your benefit. If God says, don't do something, see, this is the, no, let me preach my youth pastor message. Okay, you ready? I used to be one for a long time. Because so many young people get this idea, even older people now. If God tells you not to do something, they, they always look at it the wrong way. They always see it as, well, God's just trying to stop my fun. God's just trying to be my boss. God's just trying to control me. No, God knows better than you, and he's trying to keep you out of stuff that's going to harm your life. That's why he tells you not to do something. That's it. And if you listen to him, your life would get better. You would come into more life and more blessing if you would only listen. But isn't that what the book of Deuteronomy said? He said it time and time, time again. If you would only listen, if you would only obey, if you'd only walk in my ways, and he's begging these people that your life would go on the path of the blessing and the path of life and that you would choose it. Let's read a verse in Proverbs 12, verse 15. I love this. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. (laughs) And that all of us in here this morning, we need to look at this verse. When we choose to go our own way, We're being a fool. And you know what? When we choose to be a fool, we get the result of a fool, which is the curse, which is death, which is destruction. But notice the wise. That's what we're talking about, being wise and listening, not just to others, but to God. So the fool thinks their own way is right, but the wise, they listen. More importantly, they listen to God. But there's... Something in all these verses that kept standing out to me when I was reading it this week, and I want to share it with you at the end of this message because we're still talking about choosing the blessing. And let's read a verse before we share it, but in Deuteronomy 28, in verse 9, it says, If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are the people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in all of you. But let's jump back to verse 9. Notice the first part. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And walk in his ways. So we're still talking about choosing the blessing. Those words kept standing out to me all this past week when I was reading about the blessing. God kept saying, if you walk in my ways, if you walk 
in my ways. I looked it up, and there's at least six or seven other times in Deuteronomy that says the same thing. If you walk in my ways, if you walk in my ways, if you walk in my ways, then you will have life. Then you will have blessing if you walk in my ways. So I was thinking about the word way. It could be translated if you walk in the ways of Jesus or you have the same, the way of life as Jesus did, or you walk in the way of God. That is a partial definition, but the word way could mean the course you take for your life, the direction you take, or the path that you're on. God is saying that there's, there's two paths here. Are you hearing me this morning? God's saying there's, there's two ways you could go. There's two paths you can go. There's two courses you can go. There's two directions you can go with your life. But I want you to walk in my way because my way is the way of blessing, is the way of life, is the, is the way of everything you need. So let's just pretend for a moment that this aisle and this aisle is the path for your life. Uh, the beginning of the path is right here. That's when you're born. And the last row is the end of your life. And God says in his word, and he says this in Deuteronomy, especially in Deuteronomy 30, what does he say? Today I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, but choose life. So once again, he kept saying, walk in my ways. Walk in my ways. What is his way? His way is his course, his direction, his path for your life. So this is what happened. At the beginning of our life, God sets out, there's two courses here. There, there's his way, there's his path, there's his direction. And that's the way of blessing in life, but then there's our own way. Which is usually the enemy's way. Which is a path of destruction. Which is a path of heartache and pain and cursing. And w when we're born, we have the choice to choose. But how many know, because of sin, we're automatically on this path. On the wrong way, on the wrong course, on, on, the, on the course of destruction, on the course of the curse. And notice, when we give our lives to Jesus, we're taken from that way to God's way. And now we're on God's way. When we choose God. But notice it's not just a one-time decision. It's a daily decision. And this is why I want to preach about this today. Because a lot of us in here, a majority of us in here, have already given our lives to Jesus. And you're initially on the path, but you still have a free will. So you can start taking detours. And even though you've been saved and you've been redeemed from the curse, you still have a free will. And some of you are drifting and wondering why you're having what you're having in your life. Because you're drifting closer and closer off the path and onto the path of destruction. The Bible uses this example. This is the blessing way and this is the cursing way. Proverbs says it like this, this is the wise way, this is the foolish way. This is the godly way, this is the ungodly way. This is the way of life, this is the way of death. 
This is the way of righteousness, and this is the way of unrighteousness. But we choose. And God doesn't choose. Are you following me this morning? So God says, I want you to walk in my ways. Walk in my ways. Because on his way, on his course, on his direction, on his path, is everything you need. A lot of us are looking for the blessing, all those things in the blessing, but we're not walking on his way, on his path, on his course. We're over on this course, and we're expecting the blessing to happen. On his way is your money. On his way is your health. On his way is your family. On his way is your spouse. On his way is your children. On his way is your peace. On his way is your mind. On his way is your joy. On his way is your fulfillment. On his way is everything you need. But you can't get it unless you're on his way. Once again, that's not works. That's wisdom. That's your choice. That's why God begs his people, walk in my ways. Walk on my path. Walk on my direction for your life. Walk on my course for your life because in that is life and the blessing. But you have to choose it. Not just choose it one time at the altar, but choose it every day to walk in his ways. You choose the blessing. You still here this morning. So we all get two different paths to choose from. We all get two different directions to choose from. How many know Jesus even says this in the Gospels? He warned people. Wide is the way that leads to destruction. And many choose that. But narrow is the way that leads to life and to blessing. It's all a choice. So here's the good news today. You can choose God's way. You can choose God's blessing. You can choose God's life. Because if you know Jesus, the Spirit of God has come on the inside of you to be your leader and to be your guide. So you're not just walking around trying to find the path. Is this the path? Is this the path? No, you have the Holy Spirit who is your spiritual GPS on the inside that tells you you're on the way, you're on the course, you're on the direction. And if you listen to him, what does the Bible say? And obey. And to walk in his way. How do we walk in his ways? Not just the written word, but the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. He will help us to take paths and direction and the course that he wants for us and the holy spirit will tell us stay on the path and if he says to go over here we go over here we're still on the path if he says don't do this don't do this still on the path if he says i want you to be a part of this be a part of this and you're still on the path but most people don't listen and then what do they say god why is this happening to me this ain't no blessed life pastor's preaching is not right I don't see no prosperity I don't see no healing 
I don't have any peace. I don't have any joy. What's going on? Are you on the way? Are you on the path? Are you on the course? Are you listening and obeying the voice of God? Are you walking in His way? Because let's be honest, a lot of times we're not. So we have to choose the blessing. Can I get the praise team to come back up for a moment? Let's turn over to Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Did you guys get something this morning? Choosing the blessing. We got to choose the blessing. Yes, we need to talk about the blessing. We need to speak the blessing, but we need to choose the blessing. We choose it by our actions. We choose it by listening to the voice of God. We choose it by obeying the Spirit of God. We choose it by walking in His ways. Now, once again, when I say that, a lot of you that are works-minded and legalistic-minded, you're reading something into that that I'm not saying. I'm not saying you got to be perfect or you're going to be cursed. I'm not saying you got to make sure you, you do everything that God's told you to do and you're, you're automatically going to end up in destruction. No, that's, that's fear. That's religion. That's legalism. But I am saying God is merciful and God is gracious. And trust me, he has covered us more times than we can imagine. And you and I can both say this. I've been blessed way more than I deserve. I've walked down too many paths of destruction and still got blessed. But just because that's true does not mean keep going down that path. How much better would your life would be if you didn't even get close to that path? With your choices, with your mind, with your heart. And you said, you know what, God? You already know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But I'm going to choose to walk in your way. To walk in your course for my life. To go the direction that you're telling me to go. And I'm going to listen to you. And I'm going to obey you to the best of my ability. I know I'm not going to be perfect. And he knows that too. But there is the blessing of God is on that way. The life of God is on that way. I wrote this down earlier this week. And it says if we want God's will, we have to walk in God's way. It doesn't just happen. It's not just automatically. It it doesn't just come down from the sky and hit you in the head. Oh, there's a blessing. There's God's will. No, it's it's always a choice. It's always intentional. Because you have your own will. Trust me, there's there's billions of people today that are walking in their own will, not God's will on the the planet. There's billions of people today that are taking their own way, their own path, their own course, their own direction. Because they have their own will. But I don't know about you, but I want to be a wise human being. (laughs) A wise believer knowing that God's ways are always right. He's always good. He's always holy. And if he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Because it's for the blessing. If he tells me to not do something, it's for my betterment to keep me in the blessing. And I'm going to walk on his course, his direction, his way. I'm not going to be hard-hearted. I'm going to listen. 
and obey. I'm not going to be in pride thinking that I know better. You don't. (laughs) You got to be humble to say, you know what, God, I'm going to listen to you. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if I don't fully get it, I believe your ways are right, and I'm going to stay in your way, your course, your direction. I'm going to listen, and I'm going to obey. All of us can do that because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You're not on your own to just figure this out and get the power and the ability to obey. You're not on your own to just figure out your own path. Once again, you have the Spirit of God who's in you to lead you and guide you on the way you should go. He's in you to give you the power to obey His will. He's in you to give you the power to live this godly, blessed life that He wants for us. But we have to choose the blessing. I got one more verse for you. You guys okay? You guys on the front row okay? You two okay? They are. They've been doing good today. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. I love this verse. You're saying, well, where's the new covenant verse, pastor, for all this? I got a great one for you. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God has predestined, planned beforehand. For us, notice, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Notice that. God has prepared this way ahead of time for you. He prepared this path ahead of time for you. But notice the next verse, that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. What did it say in the Old Testament? Walk in my ways. Walk in my ways. Walk on my path. Walk in my direction. It's the same thing in the New Covenant. God has made these paths available for us that we should walk in them. Notice what happens when we do. Living the good life. Are you reading the same verse I'm reading? God says there's a path or a way that I prepared ahead of time. Before you even got to this planet, I prepared a path and a way from you. The life path, the blessing path, my course and my direction. And he says, I got it, but you need to walk in it. And when you walk in it, what is it? It is the good life. What's the good life? The blessed life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Come on, isn't that good this morning? Do you receive that this morning? God already had this thing figured out before you were even here. And he has a path for you. He has a way for you. And it has already been prearranged for you. It's already been made ready for you. But he says, you're going to have to walk in it by your choice, by choosing that way. And when you choose it, it's a good life that he prearranged and he made ready for you to live. But you got to choose the blessing. You got to choose the blessing. We're going to sing this song in a moment, but I want us to make a commitment today. 
just to God this, this morning, and I want us to bow our heads for a moment and close our eyes. And I want you guys, if you mean this with your heart, to repeat these words after me as a prayer to God. God, say it with me this morning. God, today I choose to walk in your ways, walk on your course, walk in your direction, and walk on your path. I listen to you, and I obey. I choose the way of life, the way of blessing, the good life. I choose to listen to you. I choose to walk in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, you mean that this morning?